Hi, colleagues. This is um, Dr. Richard McCallum, the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Investigative Medicine, the mouthpiece for the American Federation of Medical Research. I'm joining you this afternoon to um, give you my monthly podcast, my February podcast. Uh, this month will be actually an update on the journal because I just came back from our Southern Society, Southern AFMR meetings in New Orleans in person, finally. And um, we had a chance to review the year, and a chance to go to some sessions on publications, and I sensed a great deal of interest and energy from our audience. So I thought it'd be time to update you on what's happened in 2021. Um, and um, perhaps um, give you some uh, overview of my vision for the journal uh, going forward. So let me just say uh, as a overall statement, 221, 2021 was a banner year for Jim. We, uh, we increased our, our total uh, submissions and acceptances. Submissions went up to 495 submissions last year, about a 20% increase. Acceptances went up to uh, 157, uh, which is about a, another 18% increase. So that was, that was very good news. Uh, let's take a look at some of the details involved with that. The acceptance rate overall for original research is 27%. Um, overall, the rejection rate, I have an instant rejection rate of 40%. I read the article or my associate editors do, and we conclude that the product would not benefit from outside reviews. And we convey some ideas to the authors and return the manuscript. And then we lose some, of course, further who are not thought to be ready for publication, not appropriate yet, but could be revised and could be re-reviewed. And we lose a, a percent of those patients, of those uh, manuscripts as well, between uh, the revisions not being acceptable and uh, not able to be uh, pursued appropriately. And we, we get down to an overall acceptance rate uh, for, for all papers of somewhere around uh, 30%, about 27% for original research. Um, let's talk about time to decision, which is very important. We are working very hard with our associate editors and reviewers to move this process along. We try to identify at least two reviewers, maybe three, for each manuscript. They have to agree within two weeks to accept our invitation. And then we, we have to move that forward um, and get their review back and the process goes on. So the first decision we're getting out to about 30 days, one month. And then for uh, the time for first decision for all reviewed papers, we're getting out to about 40 days to 45. And then the final point for revisions, alterations, final, final decisions and acceptances we're probably closer to 90 days as a median uh, for that particular activity. Always a challenge, but working hard to try to help our reviewers get through it. We are incentivizing them with 
the ability to get um, CME from being a reviewer. And I want you to remember that. And please, as colleagues, uh, notify me, email me, notify me that you'd be interested in being considered a reviewer for any one of the subspecialties. That would be very important and uh, add uh, to our base of reviewers where we can therefore facilitate these manuscript reviews. Let's talk a bit about um, another part of the publication process, which is changing is open access. That's a big deal around the country, as you know. And uh, so we are slowly climbing We're up in the, in the 30, 32% range now for open access. Uh, being a uh, AFMR member, you were given special uh, special compensation, special uh, discounts for page number for pages and costs uh, at all levels, and I suspect we're going to see more uh, open access going forward. As you know, we are 221. 2021 was the first digital year for us. We don't have a paper journal, which I do lament personally, but nevertheless, uh, we have to stay with forward progress. The most downloaded articles this year, not surprisingly dominated by COVID. And it's interesting that, you know, in 200, 2020, I felt, well, gee, COVID, a lot of people at home, limited perhaps clinical encounters for a while. They're digging out their old manuscripts, resurrecting some old data and polishing it off and trying to get it published. Well, that did happen. We had a major increase in 2020 and that but that increase has incre continued and actually increased further in 2021 so covid has either re-stimulated interest in research or the importance of publishing or devoting some time to uh, finding a, a way to analyze your data and submit it so we were dominated by covid we had some other interesting applications. I've done some work on hyperemesis cannabis syndrome for marijuana use. And we have a good uh, paper there on fool's gold discussing why marijuana may now be toxic in some settings. We also had a, uh, an article that uh, looked at uh, uh, behavioral health uh, clinicians endorsing um, stellate ganglion block as a valuable intervention in treatment of trauma-related disorders, um, celiac blocks, etc. But as I said, overall, in addition to our abstracts for the Southern Medical and for the Western, uh, very COVID-oriented, dominated uh, type of uh, um, manuscript submitted. Um, the other interesting news is we devoted a lot of discussion and work to increasing our, our website use and our general presence, Twitter um, and um, PubMed and everywhere. And it paid off. We've had 30% or more improvement, probably getting closer to 40% improvement in our total so-called uh, publicity world or traffic uh, on these websites 
But, uh, and I want to thank Dr. Dickinson personally. Dr. Dickinson took on the job of moving the uh, social media world ahead. It's also, he takes on another job as being the uh, chair of the publications committee, which has been a very important guide for me in moving the journal ahead. Indeed, um, it's a worldwide journal now. Uh, we have data here on traffic by country, and uh, we go everywhere. We go everywhere um, as far as the input and the website, uh, public, public publicity discussions, social media discussions indicating that indeed it is a worldwide journal. Um, recently, we noticed also that accepted papers, although submissions tend to be dominated from Asia and internationally, particularly China, our accepted papers are now 40% USA and 31% China. So uh, we, we've done a very good job, I think, and, and you have been the ones doing it and realizing that, gee, you know, have an abstract accepted for a meeting somewhere. That's step one. Let's go to step two. And let's publish that in Jim. And uh, certainly we have a review process and we, we're quite a, you know, demanding, but we're seeing that response from all of you. And, and we really encourage um, the review articles, um, update articles, um, and also what we call education articles. We, we very much uh, encourage submission of articles that can help junior faculty evolve in their careers. They lead to promotion, education opportunities, curriculum um, insights, uh, ways of evolving uh, growth in, in your own academic life and sustaining it and making it a richer life for you as you pursue your academic career. So we're very focused on the realities of being in academic medicine. Another thing we did, which is very a nice uh, decision, was to do a, an inventory or a survey, really, of our readership. We wanted to know, you know, are we preaching to the choir? Uh, do, are people out there really interested in, in Jim and what do they think about how it's been going in the direction of my editorship? And we had uh, 64 responders to the survey, 47% were AFR members, AFMR members. And overall, 78% of the gym readers engage with the journal more than occasionally. And how would they rank the value of a gym subscription? They'd rank 83% of gym readers find the subscription valuable. Topics of the journal? of interest to you? Yes, 84% said the readers found the articles interesting. And in actual fact, uh, two thirds said they reference or cite gym articles when they publish a paper uh, and, su and submit their research. The gym articles most valued were original research, brief reports, research tools and issues things that may be of value to uh, enhancing uh, your clinical research um, format, uh, ways in which you can um, look at uh, IRB submissions, uh, 
way, ways of collaboration. Uh, they were good issues. Overall reviews were well received. Faculty development, I talked about evolving your career, promotion, support, uh, maintaining uh, your uh, growth and uh, your understanding how to um, maneuver the academic lifestyle and system. Editorials, experimental biology symposia, and letters to the editor. So I must say that um, I've had a very, very good experience being the editor-in-chief of the of Jim for the last um, nearly four years now. We're looking forward to the impact factor, which won't come out right away, but will come out in June. And I believe we will see some nice growth there as well. So what I can say, colleagues, is that it's been a better year. Thanks to you. Please consider always submitting to Jim. Certainly, if you have an abstract accepted at a meeting, you've got your first foot in the door. It's been reviewed by the abstract committee. They like it. And that would be an incentive to grow it. At meetings such as the AFMR Southern section, um, we have conducted workshops encouraging people how to evolve their manuscript. Dr. McPhail has talked about uh, the High Impact Case Report Journal. I talk about Jim itself. And we, we try to give you some uh, pointers. In addition, during the year, I'll be probably doing uh, some um, podcasts uh, uh, with the FMR on how to get your article published, how to respond to the reviewer's comments, how to um, position your article so that it's appropriately attractive to a reviewer. Um, in addition, I would make some comment about things that came up recently on some ethical discussions we've been having. Please make sure any of you out there that are utilizing patients, either as case series or case report or some component of a patient, you've got to make sure you get informed consent from that patient or if the patient has deceased from their family. There's been a couple of very unfortunate lawsuits resulting from inability to pay attention to that detail. Um, in closing up my report this afternoon, I do want to recognize the fact that I'm just a member of a very, very committed team. Uh, we have Kathy Lyons and her team of the British Medical Journal staff in New York. Uh, we have Hannah Martin, who is a final say on publications in London, who pushes the button on our monthly publications. She just pushed the button last week on March. So please go out there and look at our March issue and uh, uh, and give me some feedback or certainly uh, understand uh, what it can add to your, your own careers. I do a podcast, as I said, every month, and we're very interested in topics. Or if you'd like to do the podcast, I scrutinize articles in the journal. Sometimes we ask the first author to be the mouthpiece for the podcast and expand on some specific research topic that's in the journal. We'd like to give editorials. If you feel very interested in an editorial, you have a very strong feeling about something or about uh, a subject, 
please inform me. Email or my cell phone is 913-706-6746. Also want to go on acknowledging our editorial staff, uh, Chloe and Rachel, uh, who are working uh, with me on screening all these articles, doing the revisions appropriately, and helping the associate editors. But I particularly want to thank our associate editors and the editorial board for their response and their commitment to making this journal uh, very meaningful and to enhance uh, the turnaround time and get this journal uh, to its best level. Uh, I also want to uh, mention that Karina Espino, who was with me last year or two, has moved on to a research job with another group here in El Paso, Texas. And I'd like to welcome Isabel Aguirre, who's a pre-med student, uh, as well as a nurse. And she's done an admirable job in moving us forward and continuing the momentum. So colleagues, I hope this review of the journal, Journal Investigative Medicine, your journal, has been helpful. We've had a banner year, and we plan to keep the foot on the accelerator and make this journal as great as it can be. Also, a special mention to AFMR, uh, to Orally and Taylor and the staff there that uh, help make this journal uh, so effective as well. So colleagues, for that, uh, I will sign off for now and uh, we'll be seeing you with the March podcast. Good afternoon. <laughs>